Before God steps into any moment, it always starts the same. Genesis chapter 1. Has anybody got a phone on stage that you can give me and put on light? The Bible says, thank you, Esther. The Bible says, in the beginning, if the lighting geniuses can switch off everything, <laughs> Esther, come get me light. <laughs> I don't know. Switch everything off. In the beginning, the world was shrouded in darkness. Because I want to remind you that the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, Jesus. And He is the light. Not He makes light. When he shows up, it's light. And the very first, oh, I love how the message says, he says, the earth was a sea of nothingness, a bottomless em emptiness, and an inky abyss. And the first thing that God did was send his spirit to hover upon the darkness. Now, I don't know what the Spirit's hovering sounds like. But maybe, maybe the earth that was in so much darkness begin to hear. That's terrible hovering. Because you see the Spirit is what gives power to what's about to happen. And God said, let there be light. I want you to switch on every light in this room. And we go like, yes, there's light. But the light was the introduction for God the artist. To pick up his genius and start to create what you and I still travel to stand and see a sunset and it takes our breath away. The light, when he said, let there be light, light didn't come on and you go like, Oh, look, trees, platypus, wow, figs, that's wonderful. Oh, grapefruit, oh, that's amazing. Oh, there's Adam and Eve. No, 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 no. The light simply created the starting point for the ongoing activity of God to completion. I want you to catch this. Now there's those who believe they are literalists. They say every day was 24 hours. There's others that says, no, each day could have been thousands of years because one day with man is a thousand with God, a thousand with man, one with God. 
I don't care how long it took. I just know the end was beautiful. Keep that story. Throughout all ages, the Bible says Satan, Lucifer, in him is no light. Where he is, he creates blindness, and blindness is equal to darkness. I want you to hear me. Because the Bible says, the God of this world is blinding the eyes and the mind. Not the seeing, but the revelation, the perceiving of God's love. In other words, we have many blind people that are doing life just fine. And we were included in that. He says, blindness is his speciality. He says, because he creates blindness, lest they see. And when they see is when light penetrates not only their eyes, but their heart. So you and I started out in darkness. Lighting people, darkness. Thank you, Esther. The Bible says we, we were astray. The blind leading the blind. Do you know that there are blind people that make incredible and logical statements to create more blindness? I am so troubled by how many people are inviting blindness. You guys know what I mean. People watch TikTok all day, and there is a person who they don't know, never met, make a credible and a compelling statement. That is blinding the eyes of their faith. And now they say, I think I'm losing my faith. No, you have gone blind. But here is the beautiful thing. The Bible says, and the light came into the darkness. And the light began to shine upon all men. And Jesus says, I am the light of the world. If you come to me. You will not just walk in the light, but the light will come into you. Because if you put your faith in me, I will transfer you out of the kingdom of darkness, lighting people. Here we go. Into the kingdom of the light of my son. And many of you go, yeah, I've experienced that. I've seen the light, I've seen the light, no more darkness, right? I'm in the light. But can I tell you, as I've been wrestling, 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 wrestling through this pandemic, because the pandemic revealed to us something very interesting, very interesting in us. And what started to bother me so much 
his my neighbors they're all the most beautiful 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 muslim people he, he his, his name's hamsa oh, i love this family so much he calls me mr piri he bought me this beautiful cup from egypt when he went it, my, my name is butchered on this cup he goes, Mr. Pirikin, you can look at my electricity. Mr. Pirikin, you can fix my water. Mr. Pirikin, you do this. And we, we, we just talk and we give flowers and love their family. They speak Arabic. You should see Marlies have conversation with her hands. And this lady speaking Arabic. I have no idea what the heck the two of them are doing. But, uh, but, but you would be in the middle of a wonderful conversation. And then they go like, oh, oh sorry, Mr. Piri, it's the hour of prayer. And he walks away. And I want to go like, it's okay. I'm sure who you're praying to, God, is not going to go like, Hamsa, you two minutes late, dude. But as he walk away, I envy the practice. I go like, I've never said to somebody, hey, Ernie, sorry, it's the hour of prayer. And I began to ask, God, why is it that maybe we are missing something? Because you see, the gospel that has been preached for so long, and, and I've preached that gospel the same. Dallas Willard says, if you see a fruit in the people that is not transformational, you should check the message that has been preached. That does not invite them to the transformational journey. I go like, what does that mean, Dallas Willard? Just because your name's Dallas Willard, why should I believe this? But this is what he says. He says, here is the problem. We have preached a salvation gospel. A salvation gospel, I grew up with that. And it's not wrong because this is the truth. Salvation gospel says all is lost. But then it brings this. If you die tonight... Oh, and Sunday evenings in the Pentecostal church, they can make that moment work. Come on, you're a PK, Rufus. Play that organ. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show them what I experience. Every head bowed and every eyes closed. Your life is but a strand. There's been people sitting in your chair that thought that they're going to go to work tomorrow, but they never went. Because death doesn't ask your name, your age, your number. When it comes, your money will not save you. When it comes, it doesn't ask, are you ready? When you die, you will stand before a living God and He will ask you the question, why should I let you into my kingdom? For I've seen your works, seen your ways. Why do you shout, Lord, Lord, I know you, for I know you not. Because you can deceive others, but you cannot deceive me. For you has been prepared a lake of fire. This way it gets really scary. Where the worm doesn't die. Hot lava for an eternity. You will hear screams and the gnashing of teeth. All of these things are in the Bible. And you will burn for an eternity separated from God. And tonight God says, I set before you life and death, heaven and hell. 
where do you want to go when you die? Okay, that's enough, Rufus. Who in their right mind is going to go like, yep, I picked the wrong place. I, I think that sounds like a party. Then we say this. Just pray this prayer with me. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. What a save means? It means if you die, you go to heaven. You say, okay, I'm saved. And then we say, you, Bible says if you're in Christ, you're a brand new creature. All things have passed away. Everything has been made new. But you get in your car and you go like, well, at least I know if I die tonight, I have a chance in. But I don't feel transformed. What is transformation? But now, you've got to go stand on the train station and sin manage. Do you know what sin management is? When they say, if you lie, you go to hell. That means you voted off the platform. Oh, when you grow up with that kind of mindset, your mom says, did you clean your room? You say, yes. You go like, oh, dang, I'm off the platform. Jesus, please forgive me. I'm back on the platform. I hope you don't come between me and being voted off the platform because now I've just got to wait and sin manage, wait and sin manage, wait and sin manage. And I'm here to tell you that is not good news. Because when God said, let there be light, there was light. When you gave your heart to Jesus, He opened your eyes and brought you out of darkness into light. But hell and heaven cannot be the motivation for why he did it. <laughs> Over here when he made light, he took the brush of creation and he says, oh, let there be trees. Let me make a jacar jacaranda tree that's going to have purple blossoms in the summer. Oh, let me make the red woods that will speak of my glory. Oh, let there be dogs that will lie on your bed and put hair in the air conditioning and love you and pee on your carpets. It's going to be so awesome. And let me make cats that purr keep you company. Maybe not. Okay, we'll make cats. Let me make the beauty of all. Oh, now we're going to make man in our image and likeness. The crown jewel of creation. They're going to have intimacy with the Father. They're going to rule over the dominion. Oh, they're going to live in the beauty of a father with his children. It took time for all of these things to happen. Here we are. And he says, let there be light. something now that same God says I know what has been vandalized I know what's been scarred I know what has happened in your life the pain the unforgiveness the bitterness I know everything 
that you were supposed to be before sin damaged it all. But see, now I've brought light. But now, follow me. Because in my word and in your life is the breath that gives power to the word. Because everything God created there was he spoke it and it became. God says, because what I want to do is that you're not scared of heaven and hell. Because that is really dumb. If you love me, nothing can separate you from my love. You can put a hell on every corner. Don't worry about it. Because you see, it's not what I'm working for or from. What God is inviting me to is say, let me, allow me to reshape my glory and every scar and every memory and everything the sin has taken before the foundation of the earth. I predestined for you to be like my son Jesus. Oh, before the foundation of the earth, if you trust me, you, you don't have to sin manage or temperament manage or mm, whatever. Because some of you say, you know, I'm born like my grandfather. We have just short tempers. We say it like it is. You shouldn't have married me if you didn't want it. I go like, oh, no, 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 you don't understand. Because I'm no longer just the duplicy. I've become a partaker of the divine nature of God. But I cannot get my DNA changed. But what I can do is let the new nature in me begin to shape and override the nasty, the ugly, the broken. Because what was in your grandfather, what the, the pain that was in him, listen. People who hurt people have been hurt before because hurt is something you give out of what you have. But now I'm going to tell people, oh, we're just going to cancel your hurt. No, 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 no. Can I tell you something? You cannot counsel creation. God is inviting us on a journey. Look at me. Activity. Where everything and every color and every stroke and everything that's going to set us free is in these pages. Because those who trust in me shall walk in my delight and never be afraid. You go like, oh, I've read that before. No, 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 no. No, you see, when the Spirit does, in that, I can't tell you what happened. There are some scriptures that I go to my wife and say, some work, some don't. She says, what do you mean some don't? I said, because there's some scriptures. I am so certain of them. If you come against me in that, I will quote that scripture and tell you when the enemy comes in like the flood, the spirit of the living God will raise a standard. Because I've been killed so many times at the wall, you can't kill me again. You can't make dead people dead. I have seen the faithfulness of God. It's discomfort. It's not death. 
because I'm dead already. And here's the one. If you can move me, then I should not be where I'm standing. Because God alters the footsteps. He placed my feet on solid ground. These things have been breathed alive. But there are other things that are unshaped, unformed. Because we ain't moving. We ain't moving. And we say, I need a touch from God. For what? You know what's the most irritating thing about us? The very things we want from God the most and we disappointed for the most has got nothing to do with becoming like His Son. It's the comfort of the massaging chair in our new car. Instead, it's got heat that can be synchronized. Can I tell you something? All the things will be added unto you if you seek first God to do an ongoing work. It is a following of Christ. It is knowing that without the word, there is no creation. And without the spirit, the word has no life. That's why people can read it without the spirit and it confuses them and it becomes an argument. But when you read the living word of God and, and the breath of Jesus says, the words that I speak to you are spirit. And it's life-giving. But the question is, are we going to practice Christianity as I am saved, now I sin manage, and I hope I get to heaven? You know, Jesus never went to any of the disciples and go like, I put before you heaven and hell. If you don't believe in me, I'll cast you so deep in hell, by the way, it's hot really hot you know what Jesus says if you believe in me follow me follow me follow me you don't have to there's so much more that I want to do in you See how you worship me. See how you love me. But if you don't follow me, you will never know. You don't have to. I love how you pushed her. You don't have to. You're a faithful man. You don't have to do nothing. But if you follow me, following is not easy. If you want to, if you say, God, I know where my, my age group is going. I know what they believe. I refuse to go that way. And I know the only way that I'm going to keep my faith is in following you, Jesus. There is so much influence that God has for you. But your passions needs to be refined. You want to follow me? 
You don't have to. Oh, you were hoping that I'm not going to ask you. You don't have to. But if you want to follow, look at you guys. It's going to be really tough to follow because it means priorities will have to change. Things will have to move. I know your life is full. Your story is hard. I know your nights are filled with fear. I've heard you say, God, where are you? What have I done wrong? There's not a human being that can ever explain that. But as you follow me, the time will come when grace will fill your life. So great to see you and your family. So great to see you guys. You know, the hard thing about following is that you've got to make room for what you treasure. That means you are so busy. Everybody wants you because you're so efficient and effective. You say yes to so many things because your heart is so kind. Do you think you have the courage to say no in order to say yes to the greater? If you do, follow me. Follow me. Because it's in the following that the life that the caterpillars has eaten away. I will restore it, but not in the way that Western TV is selling restoration. Because it's your children and their children and their children. It's not too late. You've had a colorful life. But if you want to follow, I can bring joy, peace. Because following means that you read my word because it's become a delight to your soul. Following means my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Following is a decision that you say, I'm not turning back. Following is making room for what you treasure. Following is praying for a new understanding, a fresh revelation of who I am. Because the revelation of the past has lost its wonder. Following means, even if your head will be chopped off at the end of the day like John the Baptist, I'm not prophesying, I'm just saying, <laughs> that you will not lose your following of me. Even if it goes worse, you will not lose your following because where I'm leading is for you to become like my son. 
you will become like him in ongoing suffering and knowing of him. You can write a book on suffering. You're ahead of many of these people. Or you can continue Christian tradition in America and go to church 1.8 times sing a few songs and go like well, well that's wrong didn't even like that one I like K-Love don't know where my Bible is but I saw it on the big screen well what God wants to say you personally is not on the big screen it's in the pages of where he waits for you on Tuesday church we have promised transformation. I didn't promise it. God promised it. But you know what is hard? When we tell you you have it when you don't. When we say I've been transformed but nothing has changed. And then people say, does that mean I'm not safe? No. You're in the first day. Let there be light. You, it's not that. But are you following him? Are you allowing the word and the spirit to hover over your life and for God to speak? And the community of the saints and the practices? Because the Bible says... All of creation is groaning in pain, including the sons and daughters of God. And I'm going to close with this right now. And don't worry, I'm only four hours over time. I'm like, nine minutes, nine minutes. Paul preached to a church just like this. Look at these beautiful people. Do you know what gift it is to look at what God entrusts us. Look at these faces. Every one of them carries a unique design. Every one of them God has followed throughout the age. They were born into a world that is vandalized through sin and blindness. But they're here today because God said, let there be light. And now he says, can you follow me so that I can restore, repaint, transform? Can, can, can you follow me so that I can bring you to a place where you don't have to struggle with that addiction? I I can bring a moment and a time where your palate changes, where the prison doors open because the the truth that's breathed with the Spirit of God breaks the lie that is holding because all you're doing is medicating what the broken is over there. You can't stand you here. That's why you want to medicate it. Listen, if you can see where you're taking you, you, you don't want to be medicated in the place of restoration. You want to be fully alive. Because when you understand, you are saying no to the lesser because you have a revelation of the greater. 
You're saying no to the things that is a priority because you say, listen, if I don't say yes to this, I'm going to die fat, ugly, with cholesterol and sugar diabetes at 50. And if you want to die at 50, keep going. But if you say, I want to see my grandchildren. Oh, I want to run down the street with those kids. I want to be a hero to my children's children. I, I promise you, I want to be a pain in the neck at 94, drooling, having dementia, introducing myself to everybody for the first time. I want to offend you. And then next week I go like, oh, it's so great to meet you. It's payback. You know what I mean? And if you want to get there, you've got to encapsulate the greater glory. You've got to go a different direction. Because today, your spiritual climate as a result of your passivity or your following. Your struggle with faith. It's not because faith is struggling. It's because of movement away from the word that creates. So what are you going to do this month? Planted in the house of the Lord, you will flourish in the courts of God. If you don't come back again, I really want to say, please come back. Because you see, I believe this month, the Sunday evenings, there's going to be things they do with kids in their time. What concerns me is I've asked 17 people, what does it mean to be saved? And I got 17 answers. And more and more, more and more, more books are published that says Jesus never had to die. It's the insecure church institution that was losing control. And it was the Roman government that was afraid. That's who killed Jesus. Why would God abuse his son so he can save you? If he's God, he can save you without it. Can I tell you something? Until we are grounded in God's word. For you to say thank you for the cross is meaningless. Until you understand why. So Sunday nights, I want to encourage you. It's going to be a journey of scripture. Questions, wrestling, Saturday morning prayer. He said, I love to sleep. Well, that's what Jesus said to his disciples. Are you sleeping again? Can you not tarry with me for one hour? And you know what he said? Remember, Peter's name was Simon. Then Jesus says, Simon... I'm changing your name to Peter, which means rock. Because upon this rock, I will build my church. In other words, the disciple that follows name is Peter. Simon is the old fisherman. So when Jesus came, after he says, pray with me, 
You know what he said? What name do you think he used? He said, Simon. There you are, you old lazy dog lying. Oh, that's what the message says. It's not Jesus said it. Message said it this way. He says, half of us are eager for the things of God. The other half is like a lazy dog lying by the fire. Simon loves to lie by the fire. But Peter is committed to getting up and pray. Be present. Engage God. Engage faith. Because I'm here to tell you, church, and I'm done. I was raised in a church. I prayed the sinner's prayer because hell was hot every Sunday night. The prayer that I prayed is, Ek is a kinky klein, maak my harkie rein, dat niemand daarin woon net Jesus alleen, amen. It says this, I'm a child and I'm small. Cleanse my heart. That no one lives in there but Jesus alone. Amen. Every night. Multiple times. But at age 13, I prayed that prayer. But this time, I began to follow him. Scripture reading. Community. Prayer. And things began to change. Ernie, it's like I'm having a birth on the inside of me. I couldn't understand why it was not working for 13 years. And it's not like God was waiting for 13 years to have the magic. No, he waited for me to leave Simon behind and be a Peter and follow him. Because I can tell you that something transformed my existence. That's why I'm here to tell you it is time. Because I don't want you to believe. If you've never experienced transformation, I don't want you to tell your children that is Christianity. Because when you are transformed by him, you're like the blind man. You go like, go like, what happened? Dude, I don't know. Once I was blind, but now I can see. What are we going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? been following Jesus for a long time and you're tired Simon it's not who you are Peter is who you are will you follow let's close our eyes thank you guys you may take your seat hey I'm going to close this service if you know that God is speaking to you and this message is really challenging you not just emotionally not just this feeling of oh man I need to do this if you say Jesus I'm leaving my nets behind I'm leaving my boats behind I'm gonna follow you at any cost right now because I refuse to become stagnant cynical walk in the shadows of blindness and join the choir that says there is no God God I'm going to pray for a fresh renewal of my seeing Jesus I'm going to pray that the word will become 
like honey to my lips again and pray will become sweet oh that i will become responsive to your voice again i know it's going to take following i know it's going to take showing up god i know you're speaking to me that's you can i invite you to stand you don't have to but if you want to stand and say god i want to follow you i want to follow you in a different way in 2023 I'm not going to look into the crowd because this is not about you and me. This is not me testing a good message. I don't want to see who's standing. It's between you and God. But I want you to know your pastor is standing. I'm standing. I'm standing. Because I don't want to fail the call of God. I don't want to say, God, I've worked hard, but I stopped following you, Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. Come on, quiet. I have The conversation is going to continue next Sunday morning and then next Sunday evening. We're going to be unpacking all this stuff even more. So make sure you register for that. We want to thank you for coming to church today. And just so you know, if this is one of your first times here, we'd love the opportunity to be able to meet you and just talk to you a little bit more. We'll be over in our fishbowl right off the cafe after the service. But thank you for coming, and we'll see you again next week. Enjoy the rest of your day.